0: Hey everybody, thank you for joining us at a Warrior's Garden podcast. So today we're going to be introducing you to Dr. Joy Kong. Dr. Joy Kong is a UCLA-trained, triple-board-certified physician. She's certified through the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology, the American Board of Addiction Medicine, and the American Board of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. She is the president of the Thea Center for Regenerative Medicine in Los Angeles, California, where she specializes in stem cell treatment. She is the president of the Thea Center for Regenerative Medicine in Los Angeles, California, where she specializes in stem cell treatments to improve the functions of diverse organ systems in the body, as well as for preventative and wellness purposes dr kong is an educator in regenerative medicine arena a board member of the american association of stem cell physicians and a faculty member of medical wellness association a leading global organization on health and wellness dr kong founded the american academy of integrative cell therapy where she provides physician training on the science clinical practice of stem cell therapy She has developed unique stem cell treatment protocols as well as innovative regenerative medicine products. In addition, Dr. Kong has founded a research organization, Region Horizons, dedicated to conducting high-quality clinical studies in regenerative medicine. Dr. Kong is the founder and CEO of Chera Biologics, a company dedicated in providing cutting-edge regenerative medicine products in the U.S. and the global market, providing the most innovative and comprehensive stem cell products on the market. As a proponent for high-quality clinical research, she serves as the co-founder and CEO of Stem Cell Research Organization, along with other pioneers in the field. Dr. Kong is a firm believer in the therapeutic potentials of cell therapy, has lectured nationally and internationally on stem cell treatments, exchanged ideas with top stem cell scientists from around the globe, and worked closely with various cell laboratories in this country. Her goal is to serve as a force of integrity, high standard, and innovation in the industry, and help move the field of regenerative medicine forward. Dr. Kong was recognized for her contribution to the field of stem cell therapy and awarded the Top Doctor of the Year in Stem Cell Therapy 2019 as well as Empowered Woman of the Year 2019 awards by the prestigious IAOTP International Association of Top Professionals. Dr. Kong's memoir, The Tiger of Beijing, has garnered tremendous interest and was named 2020 Book of the Year from IAOTP and showcased on Times Square and she's also been rated as a best-selling author. The So, Dr. Joy, um, tell us a little bit about how you got started working with veterans, like when you were working at the VA.
1: Well, that really was during my residency training. So when I decided that, um, you know, I went to UCLA for medical school, and we did some rotations at the VA, and I I did very much enjoy working with the veterans, and I decided to to choose psychiatry as my field because I was really fascinated with the brain. You know, I I thought it was the last frontier of the human body. So I went into psychiatry, and the program is a UCLA program that's uh, in affiliation with the VA, but... But our base camp is at the Veterans Administration, so this uh, major outpatient setting. Of course, we did a lot of inpatient as well. So we saw. So I saw veterans for their psychiatric evaluations. Of course, we did uh, internal medicines, uh, uh, internal medicines as well, and I did a lot of psychotherapy for veterans. So I'm very familiar with PTSD and with treatment and with what veterans have gone through in, through different wars. I'm very um, a fond of the population. I really enjoy working with them.
0: How long did you work at the VA? Was that just, just during your residency or did you stay there for a little bit afterwards?
1: Yeah, it was four years during the residency. Okay,
0: and so you got your, your MD in psychiatry and neurology.
1: Yeah, MD is from UCLA and then we specialize. So I went into psychiatry and I got board certified uh, in psychiatry and neurology. And then I went on to get another board certification in addiction medicine. And then that's when I discovered anti-aging and regenerative medicine. I've always had a holistic kind of um, orientation in in my outlook in, in life and in medicine, even though psychiatry was interesting, um, they're just something that was missing. So when I found anti-aging and regenerative medicine, that was a beautiful fit. So, so that's my third board certification is in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And that's, uh, that's kind of my passion right now. <laughs> well, I think forever. <laughs>
0: and and a lot of people won't know that like you kind of filed a roadmap of when you started with psychiatry and neurology like you're you're focusing on the brain and on the way that things affect the brain but then you went into addictions which is really a brain focused issue it's about how the brain is creating a a dependency and a need for that substance or that that life choice whether it's adrenaline whether it's an actual narcotic or whatever or you know alcohol and all those things but then you moved into regenerative medicine which because there's 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 areas in the brain that get affected that could actually be benefited by regenerative medicine, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now we know a lot of the neuropsychiatric conditions has inflammation as a foundation. So it's every, just about every other chronic illness. Inflammation is pretty much underlying issue for, for, for everything we're facing in modern days. And for these brain conditions, inflammation, of course, prevent cell, uh, you know, causes cell death. And then also it we found out it actually depletes your stem cells. For example, different addictions like opioids, and also prevent your cells from functioning, including your stem cells. So that prevents regeneration, right? You damage the inflammation, damage cells, and you need them to regenerate. So you have normal function, but the regeneration is impaired. So if you can't regenerate, then you can't have full recovery. So that's what uh, I, I want. I want something that's fundamentally helping people something that's drastic you know not just letting letting them hang hang on and making them sort of okay which is what current medicine is like and that's very disheartening and i do not want to be a doctor that continues
0: on that path so it's kind of like you're wanting to move away from let's let's stop treating the symptom and let's actually treat the illness let's actually look at what's causing it and let's get rid of it
1: I have definitely moved away so I'm one of the renegades fortunately there are more and more renegade doctors out there but we're still the minorities
0: (laughs) right um this moved you more into this is how you kind of got into the regenerative medicine into the stem cell treatment so what actually was it about stem cell itself that got you into like the treatment and the research part of that
1: First of all, it's fascinating, right? We all, we we heard about stem cells and we know we all came from stem cells. So so if you think of you and me, we, we each came from a single stem cell, which is the fertilized egg. And from there on, the entire life form is generated. So there's incredible mystery and power in that stem cell. And that's carried over in all the other stem cells, because we, you know, gradually the stem cells will start to specialize and differentiate. So we'll have different types of stem cells. And then to be able to tap into the kind of intelligence that's in these cells. It's really the first time in history that we have an unprecedented opportunity to use nature's intelligence to heal ourselves. So we've, you know, we've tried to use, you know, herbs. Herbs are still molecules. they're not DNA. They're not alive. They're not talking to your cells. They're not responding. They're not producing different proteins and different enzymes and actively talking to your body. So this is the first time in history that we're systematically using something contained in our DNA to heal ourselves. So it's incredibly exciting. It's breathtaking. So when I realized the potential, of course, when people first talked about stem cells, they were thinking, okay, so we get the stem cells and that will uh, start to differentiate into different cells and that will replace the tissue and that's how it works. That's what people were thinking of why stem cells work. And I think this is, one reason that, that some doctors, like Dr. Arnold Kaplan, who is considered to, the father of mesenchymal stem cells, this is the most sought-after stem cell, and he was proposing to not call mesenchymal stem cells a stem cell because he said it's not a stem cell, it's not a stem cell. What he was saying was that these, uh, these types of cells— what their their main function in the body is produce signals. So he wanted to rename the medicinal signaling cells, because even though they they are stem cells because they can differentiate and science you know experiments have shown that these cells can differentiate even into neurons. But he doesn't like people calling it a uh, stem cells because he doesn't want people to believe that's how the cells function, because really the major the the 99% of the way that. A these cells actually help the body is by sending out signals so your body can repair itself. Um, Not so much that it starts to differentiate and, and become your new cell and new tissue. So, so that's something that I'm trying very hard to, you know, to, to educate the public, because I think that is still lagging. You know, people have this care, this notion that, ah, you know, if I something's damaged, I've got to put the stem cells right there. And so, so it can, you know, start to replace you know what was damaged. That is not how the cells work. The cell needs to talk to your body so your bodies, your own stem cells, can start to replace the tissue. Anyhow, so it's an evolution in our understanding of how these cells work. So I'm going through the same evolution as what the scientific community is going through. The exciting part is that we found out that they can help so many things, right? They, the the research, I teach a, a course to doctors and I, when doctors finish the course, I give them over 300 scientific articles because these are all published data from around the world, showing how the cells work and, and what they can do for different type of conditions, and and just uh, you know all the details of of how you know their mechanism of uh, of function. So so that's kind of um, what's exciting about regenerative medicine, about using these cells, using the intelligence embedded in these cells to produce and give your body the right signals. Um, Yes, we can use these cells to replace tissue, but that is, we're not quite there yet. We could, get cells because what they were hoping initially when they were doing stem cell research was they were doing embryonic stem cell research. So from the embryonic stem cells, you can get the cells to, to differentiate into different tissue types and then using those tissue types to replace a particular damaged tissue uh, in a person. But you know, the promise sounds amazing. In actuality, it hasn't worked out as well as everyone was hoping for. And then also it's diff- more difficult to control these embryonic stem cells because they have so much uh, wild possibilities that, that they can differentiate into anything. So there's a chance of causing what's called teratoma, which is a disorganized growth of tissue. It's a, it's a particular kind of tumor. So even induced pluripotent stem cells, you you know, something that they can get from your skin and induce it to become almost like a, you know, into an embryonic state, those have the same risks and potentials to cause this tumor. So we're still not very good at harnessing that yet. In the meantime, mesenchymal stem cells, which are the type of stem cells that are existing in every tissue you have, everything that's perfused by blood right around the blood vessels are these mesenchymal stem cells. And there are the orchestrators of regeneration. It's very exciting, and that has been research has been done on that a lot. And I'm a a, you know big proponent on uh, mesenchymal stem cell therapy, shortened as MSC. So you will hear talk people talk about MSCs. So anyhow, I think that's enough to (laughs) for answering
0: that question. (laughs) Yeah. I'm blown away. I really am. It's, it's it's almost like the body's hardwired to repair damaged cells with the healthy cells, rather than ingesting all kinds of like chemical based solution. You know, like, like, it's it's like, Hey, I have this, this healthy stem cell that it's, it's, it's healthy. It's, it's, it's positive. It's got all the stuff that your body needs because your body already has it. Let's introduce that into an environment where it's going to thrive. Um, and kind of, is it almost like it's hardwiring and overriding the damage or is it replacing it?
1: Exactly. And it's overriding your old cells incompetence because your old stem cells are not sending all the signals. They're sitting there in damaged and inflamed tissue and they're not doing their job because they're old, they're more damaged. So what I do in my clinic is I give people younger cells, the youngest possible. The youngest that's ethically uh, acceptable in in this country, which is birth tissue derived. So after baby is born, you take the tissue that's going to be discarded um, at the placenta and buccal cord and take the cells from there. And those cells are many, many times more potent than the stem cells in your own body. And then they're also almost smarter because they are better at suppressing tumor than your own stem cells. So it's really, really fascinating. So it's almost like your own stem cells after years of going through the life with you and and you know receiving all the pollutions that you are exposed to, they lost some of their marbles. That, you know, they're just not as good, not as smart, and they can't even tell good from bad. They give growth factors to to cancer cells. So the cancer cells grow more. But these younger cells can actually tell you know, there's something wrong with this cell. This is an abnormal cell, so they send out this signal called trail ligand. So actually, this trail, this factor, um, it signals apoptosis. So that's programmed cell death. So it induces these tumor to die. Um, so that that's how different they are.
0: Oh wow! That's you're blowing my mind. You're actually blowing my mind. This is amazing stuff. <laughs> um,
1: Fascinating. I'm so, I'm so passionate about this because it's so exciting.
0: It is. We're going to really quick, we're going to take a quick break, pay the bills. Um, and we're going to tell you about some really great coffee options that we have with Scars and Stripes. We'll be back right after this. Hey everybody, this is Malachius with the Warriors Garden and today I want to talk to you about Scars and Stripes Coffee. Look, this is an opportunity for veterans to get back in the driver's seat with their finances and get back in the driver's seat with their opportunity to be a part of something that's bigger than who they are. Scars and Stripes Coffee supports our nation's heroes and it supports them in a way that's financially removing the burden off their own shoulders. So if you have the opportunity, go to scarsandstripescoffee.com and buy coffee from a veteran today. Support our nation's heroes in a way that supports them. All right. So that was Scars and Stripes Coffee. Make sure you check out the website. Go get some for yourself. It's amazing coffee. I drink it exclusively in our home. It's veteran owned, veteran operated, and it's empowering veterans. So we're back with Dr. Joy, a pioneer in the stem cell treatment arena. She has been blowing our minds. And I I, got to tell you, one of the main reasons I kind of reached out to you was I watched this a couple, well, about a year and a half ago, maybe. I really watched this change the trajectory of a friend of mine's life, my buddy Boone. Like, you know, Boone. And he was like, he was pretty much on his deathbed. Like we thought we were gonna lose him. And I watched how, when he had treatment done, I've watched how he's, he's just a completely new person. You know, the, yes. the healing that he has gone through. Like it, it blew my wife and I watched his journey with this. Cause I mean, I'll be honest, like we were literally at a point where I was planning a trip to, to Nevada. Cause I thought we was going to go out there for a funeral. We were that mm. worried. And so, watching the growth that he has had from this miracle—I I want to call it a miracle treatment—that has just like completely turned his life around and, and given him more time with his family. He's got more fire, more passion than I've ever seen in him, and I've known him for many years. Like this, really, was what peaked our and just my wife and I looked at it, going, "How is, what does this do? How is it available? What is it? You know, like we need to know more about it." And so, if you would talk us through what it would be like for a patient to go in, like if you have to go get stem cell, you know, treatment done. Like, what does the treatment consist of?
1: So, like I mentioned earlier, the type of treatment I believe is the most effective comes from the youngest stem cells possible, uh, not from a person's own body. You know, knowing how the cells work and knowing the differences between stem cells that's in an adult body compared to in a newborn. Looking at all, all the signs, I believe using a newborn's cell source is the optimal source. So not only is it safer, but it's it's more potent. It's going to produce better results. So, so in my clinic, um, what we use is birth tissue derived. So derived from, you know, the placenta and buccal cord after extremely strict screening. And this is all donated tissue. So no one is compensated from, from uh, getting, you know, from, from donating these tissue. They're asked to fill out a highly extensive questionnaire asking about their personal history, family history, travel history, toxic exposure, prenatal history, partner sexual history, you know, everything you can imagine that may contribute to any, any, uh, concerns of that birth tissue. And then once it's um, accepted, it's sent to our laboratory and where it's it's processed. And I, I work with the best laboratory in the country. Our formula is the most comprehensive formula because I utilize different components of the birth tissue. There's no other lab that does does it actually, you know, filed a patent for our formula. So it's a it's pretty incredible product. Uh, so just because you're getting it or some some other laboratories getting it from the birth tissue doesn't mean that they can process it correctly. Doesn't mean that, that they are able to keep the cells alive after the cells are cryopreserved and then thawed out uh, because that's how it's usually used because they're frozen to, kind of freeze them in in animation and then bring them back to life in the clinic right before use. So how do you make sure the cells are going to keep their vitality and when you thaw them out and they come back alive and then make sure that they have the kind of growth factors in the product and and just very complex process. There's different elements that needs to be there. So uh, what we do, because the product is already made, is very simple. All that people do, you know, they don't have to, I don't drill into people's bone marrow or or do liposuction. There's no need for that. They come in, you know, we do an evaluation and uh, we decide on the dosage of what they need you know, we thaw the cells out and and do the injection. It's very simple. And of course, I also believe in a holistic approach. So I want to optimize everything. So people who suffer from, you know, any chronic conditions, not just um, traumatic brain injury, PTSD, uh, but everybody, you know, if their nutrition is not optimal, it's gonna impair their ability to heal. If their hormones are not optimized, that's going to impair their ability to heal or if they're toxic they've got some you know heavy metal or mold you know something in their body and that's going to impair their ability to heal so we need to look at all these factors one thing is not going to cure all because life is so complex i talk about how traditional medical thinking is a linear way of thinking thinking disease is caused by one thing but we need to adopt a more web like thinking because there are so many lines intersecting, forming a web. You've got to address as many of those lines as possible. You can't just think, oh, yeah, this disease, this is a pathophysiology. So if I just target that receptor, then everything is going to be fine. Unfortunately, that approach hasn't worked very well. If you look at the healthcare cost of this country and the state of health of Americans. So we need to optimize everything along with giving them stem cells that gives them this powerful signal so the body knows that it's time to repair. I've seen people who've done a lot of holistic treatments and the body just lagging because the regenerative potential is not quite there. Yes, you're trying to optimize a lot of things, but you still need the final push. So, so everything worked together. So that's kind of my approach.
0: So, when you talk about injection, are we talking about injecting into the blood? Are we injecting into the muscle, like intramuscular or subcutaneous? Are and we.?
1: The person needs. Um, so. If a person has uh, musculoskeletal issues, if it's acute injury, I would just inject into either the joint or the soft tissue. If it's something that's chronic, which means their body is lacking the ability to fully repair, um, like in the case of osteoarthritis, people think osteoarthritis is a wear and tear disease and it's actually an inflammatory condition that's systemic, it's not wear and tear because you don't think kids, wear and tear on their joints very much. They're they're, they're going crazy out there, right? Running around, but they're fine because the tissue get repaired right away. And the adults, How come uh, when you run around and all of a sudden you're getting aches and pains because your body are not able to repair, because your cells are not as active in repairing? And what they found out is that in the environment that cells are in actually are toxic. So the inflammatory environment is preventing healing. That's why if you put a knee construct, so if you put like a piece of cartilage into a knee, gradually that piece of cartilage is going to be eaten up by your knee. So it's not that you are just wearing on that cartilage, but you are actually actively destroying your cartilage and unable to repair it. In those cases, then I have to address inflammation that's everywhere. And that I utilize IV therapy. And there's a lot of good research studies on what stem cells can do and it's powerful anti-inflammatory effects. So I'm basing my treatment on these studies. And of course I've seen incredible results. So if somebody has a systemic chronic condition, then I would utilize intravenous route.
0: I love that it's not a, you're no you're not looking at it like it's a one size fits all. You're looking at like, what is, what is it you're here to be treated for? Okay, so this is how we're gonna, decide on the route of administration like if you're right. having <laughs> muscle we will give you an injection into the muscle or to the joint if, it, if you have like body issues with like like i was already thinking arthritis because i have arthritis in my knees back and shoulders um and my elbows and i was like when you said i was like oh my gosh there it is okay because now you put it in the bloodstream, it's going to travel through the body it's going to go everywhere Yeah, I
1: can give you an example. The first patient I treated with stem cells, he he was 69 years old. So he had, you know, a little bit of systemic issue going on, you know, a little bit overweight, he's got bilateral knee arthritis, so severe that he was told by several doctors that he needed uh, absolutely needed a bilateral knee replacement. And in the meantime, he also had this rotator cuff tear that he sustained when he was uh, in his late teens. So for about 40 years, Every time when he sleeps and when he rolls over and that shoulder gets <laughs> uh, pinched, he will wake up from the sleep for 40 years. We weren't focusing on his shoulder. We were focusing on his knees, trying to save him from knee replacement. So I did inject into his knees and I gave him an IV stem cell. So the knees were gradually getting better. And what's interesting was the second day, he said, you know, I slept through the night. My shoulders are, are okay. And guess what? It's been four years, he's never been bothered by his shoulder again. So I never touched that shoulder, right? I give him IV, I marvel at what these cells can do, at what they know. They are attracted to inflammation. So obviously that shoulder is screaming inflammation and needing repair. So those kind of signals attracted the cells and then that got repaired. It's it's just, uh, it's beautiful.
0: That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I'm gonna to get to the big question now. So, you know, this this podcast is really, it's it's focused on and it's really about finding alternative self-therapy for growth. It's about finding ways that are outside of the normal right now. And I really feel like this is gonna become something that's gonna be part of the normal, but it's all of this podcast is really about getting up off your butt and act, actively finding growth and stop focusing on the trauma that PTSD was created by. So I don't want people I want, I'm trying to get people to shift their focus from I've been through something to this is how I'm getting past it. And mm-hmm. so as someone with a background in psychiatry and neuroscience and, and now you're into regenerative medicine and, and all that, how do you see stem cell treatment changing the way we treat and the way that we're recovering from PTSD, from traumatic brain injuries or both? Because some, a lot of times they, they come together.
1: Yes, I think they perpetuate each other. I think it can be a powerful tool. You know, there's still something, someone suffers from PTSD, still psychotherapy is very important and still holistic treatment is very important, but the stem cells can, it's so hugely anti-inflammatory and can really brings out the environment of healing in the brain. So that's what I think it can be such a powerful tool that's not utilized, it's way underutilized. And to see veterans, you know, ending their lives when I know this therapy is there and it can potentially turn their life around, it just is heartbreaking. I think people need to know that there's this incredible tool that's out there that can really, really kind of shift the tide in their brain. So that's what I want people to know. And I'm very active in getting the information out and not just that, but actually conducting high quality research. So we are actually just about to start a clinical study on traumatic brain injury using stem cell therapy, using IV stem cell therapy. Um, So this is kind of an unprecedented study. Very, very excited that we have this opportunity to really look in detail, you know, looking at pre-treatment lab results and and brain imaging and and tracking their symptoms. And then, you know, it's a series of three infusions within three months. And then at six months point, we check their labs and their brain imaging. And of course, the the whole time throughout the six months, we're tracking their symptoms um, and then really scientifically document what the therapy can do so i'm very confident that it's going to help a lot of people
0: so you don't have any issue with like and a lot of people don't know this this part how this works too is that there's there's no issue with the cells getting through the blood brain barrier and and actively being able to work in the brain where there's been damage from a traumatic brain injury it's all functional and easy to do what's
1: interesting is uh, like i was talking about mesenchymal stem cells right Mm -hmm. so these cells actually has the ability to cross blood brain barrier, unlike certain other cells, like cells from the umbilical core blood, which is mostly the immature immune cells. But because our product is so highly rich in mesenchymal stem cells, so these can cross the blood brain barrier. But what's interesting is the key of healing may not be so much of the cells going within the blood brain barrier because what they found in stroke Research is that comparing to giving a stroke patient IV stem cells versus injecting it directly into the brain, the IV treatment produced better results. That seems counterintuitive, but why? Because they realized, oh my goodness, these cells actually interact so much with the immune system. It talks with your spleen, with your peripheral lymphoid system, and that is changing the internal environment changing into more of a healing and repair mode so your brain can repair. The old paradigm, oh, I injured my brain, so the cells got to be, you know, go right there. It's not proven by science, you know. It's the science is showing the contrary. So, yes, having some cells there is it's going to be helpful. And that's a good thing that mesenchymal stem cells do cross the blood-brain barrier. Even if it doesn't, right? it still is gonna produce profound effects, but it does. It's not just the stem cells that are in the product. There are tons of growth factors and these can cross the blood-brain barrier. These are very small molecules. And then there are also exosomes that these stem cells produce, which are nanoparticles. stem cells in the body produce huge amount of exosomes. These are lipid bilayer little spheres packed with growth factors and messengers. So these can cross a blood-brain barrier. So there are m- many mechanisms by which these cells will work. So I'm not worried that uh, <laughs> about the blood-brain barrier.
0: That's outstanding. Dr. Kong, I got thank, you. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I want to give you some time really quick to kind of just promote all the different things you're doing, talk about your book, your website. For those of you who don't know i think i talked about it during the bio she's a best-selling author she was doctor of, she's doctor of the year book of the year just like all kinds of stuff are happening and moving in your life that you, and, and you're using that the beauty is that you're using that to help others heal so take some time to kind of promote you
1: <laughs> okay well all right thank you well I think the thing is, I just want to learn and grow as a person, right? And I want to do good in the world. So when I went into this stem cell field, it's so um, so inspiring. So I want to help patients. But the problem was that I saw that there are certain companies that were providing these products, birth tissue-derived products. Even though science shows that these are incredible products, you know, maybe the best for healing. But those labs were not producing the kind of product that's the most beneficial. First of all, not the right cell uh, combination and then, you know, still so not a cell right cell type and the, the way they process it, the way they source the, the, the cells and the way they, you know, are able to keep the cells alive. I was just dissatisfied with what's going on in the industry. And because I saw people are so stuck on the dollar sign and they forget about the signs and quality. And and to me that was travesty. So I So that's why I went ahead and and founded my own company called Chara Biologics. Uh, Basically, I made a pledge to everybody (laughs) in the world, especially in in, in the United States, you know, for all the doctors and all the patients. I say everything that comes out of Chara Biologics, it's gonna be the highest quality in this industry because I don't want doctors to have to worry about, oh my God, did they put the right cell types in there? Is the the right quality? Did they have a good quality control? I wanna say when it's provided by me, you know, from Chow Biologics, I have vetted everything for you. I make sure this is the best. And we're not cutting any corners because that's not the way I live you know, that's not my philosophy in life. I believe in integrity. Uh, I I believe life is short and uh, I'm going to do some good and go. So Chara Biologics is spelled C-H-A-R-A. So Chara is actually a Greek word for joy. So I want this to be a company that brings joy and brings joy and healing to people. So Chara Biologics, you know, now we have a line of, you know, various Products this is very exciting, I, and I and I realize that I'm I'm a product developer because I, I keep developing new products. I can't stop. So, <laughs> um, so we have a product that you know the exosome I was t- telling you about. So there's a product that um, is exosome products again best in, in industry. We have a topical. Stem cell product can be used for microneedling. We have a skincare cream, which is the best cream in the world, Um, but I'm still developing other products. And in the meantime, I realized there's a lot of uh, lacking in education among physicians, even though doctors do stem cells because stem cell therapy is so elegant and so simple. So doctors say, oh, I'll just do it. You know, I'll warm the cell up and then inject. So much goes into it. And you need to understand what you're injecting, what kind of products you're using. And, and what is the dosing why are you dosing it that way you know for different conditions how what's the difference how do you approach it differently and so how much you give and, and how do you give and is there any evidence for this condition you know do you know how to communicate with patients this is not this is not a miracle you know this is based in science you know we need to speak science to patients we are their guides because nowadays on, on the internet there's so much stuff out there. And so as doctors, our function is not so much provide information, but provide guidance. You know, we we need to be able to know the scope of things, what things are, you know, so we can guide our patients. So that's why I founded American Academy of Integrative Cell Therapy. And I'm teaching this, um, this full day course. And I'm really glad that I just put the course on video and I'm working on finishing the online course so we can put it on the Academy website. So any doctors from Anywhere around the world can just log on and take the course. So that will really, really help people to push the field forward. So doctors are doing the right things because there's no courses like it. Because I developed a course myself. It's really about stem cells being so new that there's no textbook. There's really nothing out there that you can just say, oh, I want to learn about stem cells. So let me just uh, pick up a textbook. No, you have to figure it out yourself. So I just read articles after articles after articles I just because I needed to understand from my own head and so I could explain to my patients and then after you know a few years of working really hard and and getting all this information gather this massive amount of data and all these articles I realized oh my god I I need to share this I I need to other doctors need to know about this it can't be that I'm the only one that knows this so that's how the course got started so that's the other thing I did and lastly of of course, I really think in this regenerative medicine field, there's too much hype. People talk about, you know, this been some people even use the word miracle. It, you know, I, it just is not acceptable to talk that way because we need to speak uh, with the basis in, in real evidence. So I founded a research company and that's when we sponsored the research study. So this one is the, the IV stem cell therapy for traumatic brain injury. And, uh, and we'll, we'll keep going, you know, funding all kinds of studies for other conditions other chronic difficult-to-treat conditions. And yes, I wrote a book (laughs) and also wrote a book about how I got out of China um, and survived my first two years in the United States. So I left China when I was 20 years old. Yeah, so that was uh, right after Tiananmen Square incident that uh, there's a change in, in government policy which kind of threw me in a loop because i wasn't going to come to the us so early i was going to finish my college education and then come to the united states to from graduate study and then because of policy change i had to make a decision the books uh, is called tiger of beijing i love tigers and uh, I've been called Tiger, you know, when I was in China. And I do identify a lot with the Tiger. One thing about me is that I would not be stopped. If you tell me no, if I know what I'm doing, it's the right thing to do. There's no way you're going to stop me. So, so the Tiger of Beijing, what I believed was that I needed to be in the United States. I wanted to be in the U.S. But I guess what the first chapter was about, <laughs> it was me in the US embassy getting my visa rejected. So that was a big slap in my face. Oh wow. I believed so firmly that I needed to be there and I was rejected. So I wasn't even eligible to reapply in 6 months. So what would I do? I was 20 years old. What would you do? When China was making it very difficult for a student to leave with all these bureaucratic, you know, stuff. And then America didn't believe that I could make in America because I didn't know anybody in America because really I was rejected because I didn't have a good affidavit of support because my families were not well-connected. We didn't have much money. We didn't have much of anything. My parents were just teachers. You know, My dad was a professor. We didn't know anybody except for some really good students who were in the United States. And then we asked them you know, to do us a favor and write that affidavit of support, and the consulate didn't believe that that was was for real. So I was rejected. And then I went on a journey. Uh, Basically, I decided if you say I didn't know anybody, I'm going to know somebody because I'm going to be there. And then how half the book is about, it was me in China, you know, trying to get out. And then the other half is uh, been here uh, encountering another yet completely different obstacle and how I was able to overcome so it's a very interesting it's a very interesting story but i think it's a in a way it's a universal kind of story because it it shows what a human spirit can do in the face of of nose you know uh, adversity so yeah so that's uh that's that book Uh, and I'm, i'm i'm very glad that people respond really well to it even people i didn't think would they all find commonalities uh, I think because the story is so human, and I'm—I I'm, was very—I'm a very candid person, so I wrote very candidly. I was holding no punches. Exactly what happened. Exactly what I thought. That's what I put down on paper. I'm really happy I got that done
0: in 2019. And they can get that on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon,
1: Barnes and Noble, yes.
0: Okay. So the Tiger of Beijing. Tiger of Beijing, yes. All right, I'm looking so, forward to it.
1: Yeah, there's ebook version, there's, you know, paperback and the heart heartback. The the audiobook, unfortunately, it's gonna take a little while. Amazon
0: is dragging his feet. Been <laughs> there on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Kong, thank you so much for taking some time with us. I would definitely after I get I've ordered your book, so as soon as I get it and I and I finish it, I'm definitely gonna wanna have you back on to talk about how you've overcome some of the things that you've been through, because I want to see, again, this, this podcast is really about growth and about focusing on your goals and not on what you've been through. You know, it's about That's looking, so cool. looking
1: forward. I'm so glad you, you ordered the book. I, I can't mm-hmm. wait to, to hear what you think.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. So thank you again for coming on. Do you have any other, you want to give out your website or anything like that?
1: Yeah, sure. My my private practice website is Thea, C-R-M. So it's uh, Thea is the Greek goddess of light. So it's spelled T-H-E-A and C-R-M, you know, stands for uh, Center for Regenerative Medicine. So T-H-E-A-C-R-M.com is my clinic. And if people are interested in looking at the, the char Biologic website, it's just uh, CharaBiologics.com. So C-H-A-R-A and Biologics.com. And uh, I have a lot of... YouTube videos where I try to get information to people. I have a 40-minute lecture tailored toward doctors and and really help doctors to get their knowledge base, you know, get all the information that's already out there. Anyone is welcome to watch them. I I think you will find it quite fascinating and hopefully people will, will utilize this incredible, you know, new therapeutic tool that we have these days.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Kong. I appreciate you for coming on.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you for all the work you're doing.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of the Warriors Garden podcast. We'll catch you next week. God bless, strength, and honor.